Welcome back to middle school. It's a zoo right there, so just be cool. Don't speak too loud, try to fit in. But if you don't, then you can be in. everyone and welcome to the Outfit Repeaters, an unofficial Lizzie McGuire recap podcast. I'm your host Marissa Cantor and with me as always is Sam Chung. Hello everybody. Um, Marissa, I don't know if I told you this yet, but last night I taught your mom how to use Apple Podcasts. You did not tell me that. (laughs) (laughs) So here we are a year later and I think your mom can finally listen to a podcast. Amazing. (laughs) yeah so she's more interested in crowning around than she is in the outfit repeaters i have to say i mean to each their own i suppose i mean crowning around i will say great podcast um from from a totally unbiased impartial source it's all right it's kind of funny sometimes now your mom can listen to both yeah and whenever you get your podcast going she can listen to that one too Correct. No further comment. <laughs> what a week it has been. Yeah. No, my Girl Scout cookies finally arrived. Um, I ordered 10 boxes because the chance of me just happening to go into a grocery store and see some this year seems to be very low. And yeah, I got 10 boxes of Girl Scout cookies shipped here and I'm very excited about them and I will continue to be excited about them until they are gone a week from today. Yeah, I mean, we have already blown through two boxes <laughs> in four days. It's fine. I don't have a problem. They're delicious. They are, yes. Sam, can we talk about the Golden Globes? Yeah, I would love to talk about the Golden Globes. I mean, I'm always ready to go on a tirade about the Golden Globes. <laughs> I know. Because they are objectively the worst uh, nomination committee, I think, that I have ever seen, the the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. Nothing that they ever do makes sense. The categories don't make sense. And this year, in a year where there was not a lot to choose from uh, in the world of film and television, coronavirus shut down a lot of productions, a lot of things got delayed. There was not a lot of movies. So there was very little chance to mess this up. But if anybody was going to mess it up, (laughs) don't worry. It's the Hollywood (laughs) Foreign Press Association. So bravo once again, HFPA, you've done it. Although I will say, if in the future I make something, definitely nominate it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any strong feelings in terms of upsets this year? I mean, obviously, I'm partial to Minari because I'm a big Steven Yeun fan. And so uh, the fact that Minari is uh, really nowhere to be found in you know the big categories is a little bit surprising to me. I think obviously the low-hanging fruit here is Emily in Paris. So I don't need to go too much into that. Can I? Je suis Paris. I mean, <laughs> we've also, we've talked about Soul at length and why we don't really like it. Um, so the fact that both that movie and Onward are here. Which I believe we also talked about and did not really love. <laughs> yeah. And um, 
a movie like Trolls is not is a little bit befuddling to me. James Corden for the prom. <laughs> Disaster. James Corden for the prom. Yes, indeed. Let's see. The movie that you just talked about the other day, One Night in Miami, got very little uh, notice at the Golden Globes. I think the only nom was for Regina King as Best Director, but they, I guess, didn't like the movie overall, which, you know, neither did I, but you expected it to land somewhere. It did not. I think Leslie Odom Jr. got nominated, too. I know he got nominated for a SAG. Oh, I guess he did get nominated for Best uh, Supporting Actor. Exclusively for... His performance of Change Gonna Come. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. I thought he was excellent. Yeah. It's also a strange year because I feel like we go into award season as film and TV people having seen the majority of the nominees. And looking at this list, I'm feeling a little bit behind this year. I would agree with that, which is surprising given that, again, there's not a lot of, uh, of movies to choose from. But then again... We haven't been to the movies in almost a year now. At least I can root for Ted Lasso. Even though Schitt's Creek is going to win. Mm, I don't think so. Okay, agree to disagree. Yeah, I'm, I'm rooting for the underdog, uh, just as Ted Lasso does. So I'm pulling a real Ted Lasso on Ted Lasso. Boom, just blew your mind. There. The television nominations make more sense to me outside of Emily in Paris. I mean, we haven't watched this yet, but I know a lot of people are very upset about I May Destroy You being shut out. Yeah, that was definitely um, a notable snub. Oh, Christina Applegate was left off for Dead to Me, which was one of the best shows of the year. She's so good in that. And I do agree that there were better Netflix originals to go in the place of Emily in Paris. Like that, I know you say it's a low-hanging fruit, but it's just like, it's wild. Also, yeah, the fact that Hamilton is here, I find to be surprising. I know. I'm almost like, you know, I love Hamilton. Big Hamilton fan. But Hamilton has enough awards. Can we can we calm down? And also, the fact that they get the TV awards so wrong when they literally have the Emmys four months ago. And I get that the cycle is a little bit different. But, you know, you have pretty much a blueprint that you can work off of. Like, there's not that much chance to mess it up. But they did. But... You know what uh, led the way in terms of nominations? What? Golden Globe nominee, The Crown. (laughs) (laughs) So just another plug. uh, If you want a witty podcast about a critically lauded program, lauded by none other than the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, look no further than The Crown. Sam, is there anything else on your mind before we jump into the episode? Nope. Nothing else on my mind. My mind is a blank slate. (laughs) And I'll write your name. No, a blank slate, not a blank space. Same thing. It's not the same (laughs) thing. My mind is a tabula rasa, and it needs to be to comprehend what we're going to talk about today. Okay, so we are going to jump into the episode. It's weird to be giving content warnings for an episode of Lizzie McGuire, but that does feel necessary here because we are talking about Season 2, Episode 16, Inner Beauty. Um, So some content warnings right off the bat for eating disorders, fat phobia, body dysmorphia. In this episode, Lizzie and Gordo worry about Miranda's diet. And then 
On the flip side, Matt expresses interest in the fine arts. And this episode aired on August 30th, 2002. Two storylines that did not mesh together very well. Really? I thought that there was some degree of meshing between them. You know, you have this idea of beauty, and I feel like the concept of beauty was explored in both storylines. That is a very generous stretch. I don't think it's that generous. I mean, obviously, you know, you have Miranda. I guess self-image and beauty is a little bit of like a different thing. But, I mean, the Matt storyline is definitely all about beauty. Here he is creating art out of garbage. You know, some people don't see it that way. To which Matt responds, Garbage? This is my passion. Yeah, I mean, I'm all about Matt McGuire and his one episode passion arcs. But... I don't know. I don't think it's as, uh, you know, I, I feel like I see some sort of connective tissue between the A story and the B story. Cool. Well, do you have any overall thoughts on the episode before we dive in? Yeah, this was a, an episode that uh, to me felt like it came out of nowhere. It was weird to me that they made like Miranda the person who has this body image issue and not Lizzie. It was definitely weird to see it, and it felt like it wasn't really explored fully. I feel like Miranda is showing that she, you know, she has some issues that, you know, she needs to really address, and then they're like, oh, it's fine. All you need to do is have one conversation with your friends, and then you're cured. And for a lot of people, it's not that easy. So I felt like it, I don't know, it wasn't really a fair representation of the kind of struggle that people who actually deal with eating disorders uh face every day I agree and like I agree with what you're saying about it feeling weird that this was sort of thrown onto Miranda and I also agree that I mean it almost like it wasn't even at the end of the day about her body it was more about like it was more of an anxiety thing right like it was more about anxiety and this sense of perfectionism that all of a sudden Miranda was dealing with Mm-hmm. That fed into the body dysmorphia um, and the diet. Like it, it really felt like you said, like it came out of nowhere and wasn't explored with the gravitas that would be necessary for such an important topic. I can appreciate that this was even addressed on Disney Channel, but you have to look at intent versus impact and in some ways this episode to me felt more harmful than helpful yeah I mean for me Miranda's obviously an imaginary character and we don't (laughs) we don't know much of what motivates her on a day-to-day basis for we even just learned like two weeks ago that she plays the violin so for them to really I feel like explore this topic deeply it's got to be done with a character that uh we we know what they're thinking And how convenient, Lizzie McGuire has a whole animated character devoted to what she's thinking. So I feel like if you really want to kind of dive into why somebody might uh, feel this way and why they might take actions that they do, you know what? You have the perfect medium to do that in Lizzie McGuire. But instead, they, they give this to Miranda, and then it's just not explained very well at the end, like, why she did that and what really motivated her. And like you said, it seems to be more like an anxiety thing and... Yeah, it's just a real missed opportunity. 
Yeah, Miranda, what we get of Miranda up until this point is a very um, confident and self-assured person, whereas we do see Lizzie struggle a little bit more with that. So I agree. Like, why didn't they just go full, fully into it and commit and give this to Lizzie and explore it through Lizzie? Why does Lizzie get to be the sort of like perfect, concerned, best friend role here? Yeah. And I mean, the the reason why Miranda says that, you know, she felt like she needed to do this was because her weight was something that she could control. I don't know how the the speech that Lizzie and Gordo really give her at the end is really going to change that sense of just anxiety and being overwhelmed that Miranda seems to just have inside of her. Uh, I'm just a little cynical of that whole whole ending of the of the whole end of the episode but I guess we'll get to that I mean maybe we should just jump in because there are a lot of there's a lot of feelings and there's a lot to unpack so we start at Lizzie's house and Lizzie and Miranda are rehearsing for Gordo's upcoming music video shoot they are going it's Britney Britney Janet JLo which is just like boom Shout outs. Uh, it's actually Brittany, Janet, Janet, J-Lo. <laughs> Get it right. God. Um, but Lizzie and Miranda both have different ideas of the choreography. And then Gordo comes in. He brings snacks. And very quickly, Gordo tells them to stop stuffing their faces and basically tells them that they eat too much. And this was my next criticism, which it felt very unfair to like make Gordo the character here who is commenting on their weight or not on their weight, but on their eating habits. Um, <laughs> that also felt very out of character. I mean, I guess Gordo has been watching too many behind the scenes documentaries about how to direct. No, but seriously, that just felt so weird to me. I mean, this whole a story is a little bit weird, not, you know, the eating thing, but just Gordo making a music video for the sole purpose of uh, expanding his repertoire. And then it's the worst music video I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> so um, but it's up look- there with it's up there with your beautiful by James Blunt. <laughs> it's up there for sure. <laughs> but it'll look great on their school records. Will it? I mean, that's what they will say. It, will it be? Okay, so for Lizzie McGuire, will it look more impressive than uh, your your role with Frankie Muniz, Rosen's whatever, <laughs> like on your <laughs> acting credits? Are you going to go Rosen? I don't even remember what the movie was called. It was like uh, Rosen's Car or, you know, whatever it is. And then underneath that untitled music video from David Gordon. No, but you're right. This is another IMDb credit for Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> Racking them up. Um, so... Matt enters. He is looking like a true Parisian artist. Speaking of Emily in Paris, he's with Lanny. He very quickly draws um, a sort of what kind of what style would you say Matt's drawing was? It's really just a pencil sketch. Okay, a pencil sketch of Lizzie titled "Girl Who Makes Me Hurl." Let's talk about Matt McGuire as an artist. Watch a real artist at work. Um, I liked it, you know, even though all the stuff that he brought in was junk, he did make it look very interesting. And, you know, his teachers also recognized his artistic talent, which, uh, you know, we never see Matt in school. I don't even know what that means, but I gotta get back to school! So the fact that 
the one time he actually goes to school, he's recognized for something that he does well is a very encouraging sign. Yeah, what later on, don't they refer to him as the Picasso of his generation? They do. Yeah, he is the Picasso of his generation. Um, Amazing. I don't know if that's the most accurate, you know, comparison to make because I didn't see a lot of Picasso and the kind of work that he was doing. Um, You know what? He ends up painting uh, the car. I saw more Keith Haring than Picasso. (laughs) Maybe. So you're into Matt McGuire, artiste. I am. I support it, um, even if his parents will not. They don't need to worry. This will never be brought up again. We love a good one episode. Matt McGuire talent. I mean, with every episode that passes, I'm more and more confident that Matt will be able to achieve whatever he wants to achieve in life. I agree. Then we cut to the theme song and we are at school. Miranda got a B on a science test and she's really upset about it. And again, this feels like it feels like once upon a time, Lizzie was upset about getting a B on a test. Like we've seen this before in Lizzie, not Miranda. Yeah, so why not just have Lizzie be the uh, subject of the A story? Yeah, and Miranda says that she, you know, she tries so hard just to get Bs. Lizzie's like, but Bs are above average. But Miranda doesn't want to be above average. She wants an A. She wants to be excellent. Yeah, and she says, uh, you know, the difference between an A and a B is the difference between being successful, being like, oh, Uh, the president of the company is calling you or being a fast food worker. Another observation, coincidentally, that Lizzie has made before. It's so dumb that they're just pushing this on to Miranda the more that we talk about this. Do you think that they wanted it to be Lizzie and got pushback from the network? Do you think that there was like any sort of conflict behind the scenes here? There could have been, but I feel like... Maybe even the writers don't want to put that kind of stuff on Lizzie. Because Lizzie, as you know, she has anxiety, but not in a any way that uh, could indicate that she has, like, mental illness. Yeah, she's just quirky. I don't know. It's very unfair. Miranda got done very dirty here. She did. Maybe that's why she's about to peace. I would peace, too, <laughs> if I were her. <laughs> get out, Miranda. Get out now. Though I do have to say, for all of the iffy feelings I have about this episode. Nothing bad to say about Lilane as an actor. She did give a riveting performance. Yeah, I mean, it was like a kid performing uh, real issues. It was, it was a- Very after school special. It was after school special. It was like a Sorcerer's Stone (laughs) level child acting. But, you know, well, I feel that would like, be the age that. Yeah. No, it's like, I feel like it's like there's potential. If she sticks at it, she'll get there. Where it was like, it's passable because she's a kid. You can kind of like forgive it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So then Gordo shows Miranda some black and white pictures that he took while they were rehearsing because he is, quote, experimenting with tones. And Miranda is horrified by her picture. Um, she says she has six chins and look at my arms. The camera adds 10 pounds. All of this is just really difficult to listen to, especially as they keep flashing to the photo and it is a perfectly flattering photo. Yeah. And Gordo is like, you're really overreacting here. But Miranda just will not listen to anybody. 
you know, they bring up the fact that Gordo had brought up the food yesterday and then Miranda's going on a diet. And uh, so, Gordo, this is all your fault. Yeah, this episode, you say this episode did Miranda dirty. This episode did Gordo dirty. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, It does everybody dirty. But yeah, it's like the photograph of her is perfectly adorable. And, you know, there is something to be said about how we don't see ourselves the way other people see us and like real issues of body dysmorphia, but they are never addressed in a meaningful way or really delved into. Yeah, I agree. So it's disappointing. And I just think about, you know, body image issues are very real and very pervasive and like fat phobia is everywhere and it's super insidious and subconscious and it's really hard to unlearn all of these all of these things that society pushes on us so to see the way it's addressed here and to think about little girls watching this and seeing like Miranda thinks she's fat like if if she's fat like what am you know what I you know what I'm trying to say it's like seeing a thin person say they're fat could do some real damage no i agree and it's very unclear where this is coming from uh well i mean maybe it is we always see miranda's mom wanting to take her to the mall where i'm assuming they're shopping for clothes i don't know yeah whenever you see something like this you wonder like where it really came from and why it's manifesting itself this way and it makes now you're now you're thinking that oh maybe her you know her parents did this to her uh, yeah, it's a it's a bad look all around. It's just and, oh how how convenient that the only person who's blameless in all of this is Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> That's not suspicious at all. Not at all. I know. Lizzie just gets to be the hero who swoops in to save all uh, eating disorders ever with one casual friend chat. Yeah, with one lecture about friendship. I'll always be here for you. In the friend's apartment. Ugh, anyways, let's, yeah. let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. This is the moment where we're back at the house. Joe is so emotional about this news regarding Matt that she she needs to lie down, Sam. She's going for her Emmy right here. This she is her really Emmy winning moment. Going yeah. for the Golden Globe nomination. Yeah. Oh, geez. Well, <laughs> you know, anything's possible at the Golden Globes. Um, but yeah, and... She and Sam probably go back and forth like 10 times where it's like, sit down. You need to brace yourself. For what? It's just too much. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's like maybe if you'd taken some of that out and devoted it more to the A story, you could have made it work a little bit more. So, yeah, they need to encourage Matt. Artists are very sensitive. Yeah. So then we cut to lunch and Miranda makes one of those fortune teller what, what do you even call those? I'm blanking out on the name. Uh, I don't know. A paper fortune? I don't know. Yeah, one of those paper fortunes that you fold up and you write you write in. And all options lead to Lizzie marrying Ethan Craft. Which poses a real problem if anybody else wants to use it. <laughs> yes, this is a Lizzie specific. <laughs> this is rigged. It is very much rigged. But the important part about this scene is Miranda isn't eating. And she chalks it up to, oh, she had a big breakfast. And yeah. this, this is notable, apparently. I mean, in fairness, when Lizzie is like, you can have some of what I have, and it looks like uh, like a toy version of mac and cheese, <laughs> I would leave as well. That did not look appetizing at all. 
It looked like a blob. Yeah, it did not look good. Um, and Gordo, he's never seen Miranda skip a meal. He's been paying attention because, you know, he feels a, a certain way about Miranda. He's never noticed that. And Lizzie is like, nah, there's nothing wrong here. At least dot, dot, dot. I hope not. You know, Miranda doesn't have nothing. She's got Cody Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> Cody um, Pearson can help her out. Right. Yeah, this is where the phrase of the episode is starvation diet. So this is the first time Gordo's like, I didn't know she meant a starvation diet. So Miranda's not eating. This isn't great. It is not. And it's only going to get worse. Correct. But first we have a scene. Um, Matt is splattering paint on a canvas in his backyard. It is getting all over the plants. It is getting all over Lanny. And he, as a sensitive artist, can only show his work once it's complete, which I, that resonates with me. I relate to that. Yeah, this is Jackson Pollock. This isn't uh, Picasso. So the writers need to get up to speed on their art history. (laughs) Yeah. Joe and Sam are proud, but keep the paint on the canvas. And then out of nowhere, oh no, Matt's inspiration is gone. Well, the inspiration is gone because Sam and Joe keep bothering him. He's in a zone and then they just take him out. They're like, can we see it? Can we just take a peek? Godparents. So then I guess they just leave. They need to go out into the world and find inspiration elsewhere. I mean, that's how you get inspired. You know, nothing, no inspiration will come at you, come to you in the comfort of your own home. That's uh, how you ended up with your first novel, which was basically just a knockoff of every soap opera that you had watched. That's true. (laughs) And Sarah Dessen fan fiction. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta see the world. Absolutely. So they're off on their adventure for inspiration. Meanwhile, later that day, after school, Lizzie and Miranda are dancing in her living room again. They are once again rehearsing. Miranda wants to do it over and over again because it needs to be perfect. Again, we are getting this sense of perfectionism that we've never seen from Miranda before, which is really interesting and baffling to me, especially as someone who, you know, deals with that, sort of deals with perfectionism themselves. It was kind of like, okay, like, where is this coming from? Yeah, I think that of the three of them, Miranda is the last person that I would have thought to have gone down this road. First probably would have been Lizzie because she is just anxious about everything every episode and it's uh you know it's a lot and probably next would be gordo because gordo is the person who actually freaks out about his grades you know seems to have some sort of sleep disorder where he just will fall asleep in random places he's always hungry so if there's anyone who you know could be concerned about the amount that he is eating it might be gordo and uh you know, he gets so stressed out about um, his projects that, you know, we, we've we seen him at times just snap. Mine, 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 mine. So, yeah, Miranda's the last person that I would have pegged to have this story. I agree. Lizzie and Gordo would absolutely be diagnosed with anxiety disorders first. But I digress. Um, they're practicing again for the music video. And Joe is not invited. Joe is also very oddly characterized in this episode. She feels a little bit all over the place herself. Yeah, she's uh, she's like, oh, we need to be so supportive. Oh, can I be in my child's music video? 
oh, we need to be supportive again. Wait, is this garbage? <laughs> yeah, truly all over the place. Like, she really wants to be in the music video. And immediately I zone in on Miranda because she's not looking great. She's out of sync. She's just doesn't seem to be in the best place. But again, is insistent that they keep going. Yeah, I didn't really understand this. Like she skipped lunch once and now she's passing out. Well, yeah, this is a very, you know, getting into the timeline of all of this itself. It's like Miranda had an eating disorder for a day, 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. I, I don't think that you would get this sort of physical response unless you were actively starving yourself. Like this is a very expedited. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she passes out and talking to Joe about it, she says that she had a really big lunch and blames it on something she ate, which is a lie. As we've already mentioned, she didn't eat. And she also said that she isn't used to, quote, working out this hard. And this is the moment for Lizzie where, you know, she kind of brushes it off earlier in the day, but she's now like, whoa, 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 something is wrong with Miranda. And then later, Gordo and Lizzie are talking about it, and Gordo is worried, very, very, very worried, and I can't possibly imagine why he would be so worried about Miranda. Yeah, he is fully babbling. <laughs> yeah. Maybe Lizzie should go talk to her. You have that girl thing. Maybe she's bought into the whole beauty industry standard on, you know, what a woman's body should look like. Yeah, it's, it's all not good. How could she buy into that? Yeah. We're her go-to peeps. Hey, peeps, do the right thing. That was well-timed. But yeah, Lizzie's like, don't worry. I'm going to talk to Miranda. We're going to the mall. I'll bring it up then. Yeah, good, because Gordo's stressed. He's so stressed about this. He cares so much. He also just doesn't know what to say himself. Yeah, he probably now feels guilty because he knows that he partially caused this. So, yes, Lizzie has a plan. She's going to talk to Miranda. But first, we need to get our Lizzie McGuire montage. And this episode, it is Matt and Lanny sort of scavenging for scraps around the neighborhood. And they end up at a municipal junkyard. You know, they didn't really need to do this. They could have just taken that lady's trash when they cleaned out her attic. It's true. They could have had a stockpile. They could have, yeah, they could have had this just waiting instead of having to like wagon it all around. Um, but that would require foresight and arcs and for you know the episodes to be in order i i guess yeah that's (laughs) that's true so now we're at the mall and miranda is not into shopping um and she keeps just sort of jabbing at herself and her body um lizzie's like look at these jeans and miranda's response is what so my fat can hang over the top And it's just very, like I said, very jarring to hear this sort of language come from Miranda. And again, I feel very harmful. Like, I think this is more bad than good. That wasn't great English, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I agree because people who are watching this will see Miranda and uh, she's obviously, you know. Thin. A thin, yeah, a thin person. And that whole aspect of it really is never kind of resolved. The fact that she has these really serious issues about what she looks like. So I guess we can assume at the end, she still thinks that she looks bad. And uh, yeah, what could a young person watching take away from that? 
Yeah, it would be one thing to do this and then have like a meaningful conversation about body dysmorphia. But the turn that this episode takes at the end is what really just like ruins it for me, honestly. It's like you're using these very real issues as a sort of way to talk about now anxiety. Like it's just all over the place. Like you, they were too afraid to really get to the root of these issues. And by not going deeper, it all just felt very trivialized. Yeah, they don't handle this with the nuance it deserves. Shame. It's Shame. Tr- it's true. <laughs> Shame. And then, yeah, it gets a little weird in this scene too because Lizzie is trying to bring it up to Miranda and she compares this situation of wanting to talk to Miranda about her diet to shopping, I guess. And like Miranda, when Miranda told her that she bought a bad pair of jeans, which feels like a weird comparison. So yeah, Lizzie's like trying to bring it up. She's worried about her. She's like, Gordo didn't mean it when he said we ate too much. And Miranda just recoils from any sort of outreach. Yeah, Lizzie's overreacting. It's none of your business. I'm not going to thank you. I'm outie. What a what a walk away that was. Like she's like, is this the part where I'm supposed to thank you? I'm outie. Thanks for being such a lousy friend. And like I just want to say too that like before we move on that by all accounts Lizzie is doing the right things. It's just in a very two-dimensional way, right? Like again, we keep bringing up the lack of depth in this episode. No, I'm not giving Lizzie a pass. She was like, no, Miranda's fine, when clearly she was not. Lizzie, you're not blameless in this either. Sam, it's literally been one day. It was enough for her to pass out. That's very serious. The timeline is expedited. No, it's just bad writing. (laughs) No, the timeline is faster, so you need to, you know. Get up to speed quicker. Yeah, you either board the train or you stay at the station. Okay, Sam. Meanwhile, back at the McGuire house, they have been trashed. Um, Matt well, is making. You're, wait, you're, you're skipping. Oh, Sam, he's a savvy <laughs> shopper. He saved $7.42. He's no Bill Gates. <laughs> Despite the fact that their social security numbers are one digit apart, he is a saver and he loves his coupons. You know what? Good for him. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, you continue. Oh, you want me to continue? Sure. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. But then when they finally kind of step into the house, uh, all the furniture is gone. Where did the furniture go? No idea. Uh, In its place, Matt has made a ton of art out of the trash that they collected at their miscellaneous stops in town. And uh, his crowning work, his his masterpiece, is a piece called Free Ride from Golden Smog on Friday Afternoon. And uh, this is is art. I got to say that was a great title for his piece. It made me chuckle. Yeah, it was like a Mad Lib kind yeah, of. Kind <laughs> you of. just Mad Libbed a title together. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been the best part of this episode. And now we are in Lizzie's room. And this scene also really bothered me for reasons that I will get into. So Lizzie starts off this conversation with her mom because she's like, clearly I don't have a handle on this. I need my mom. So she starts off this conversation with, I have this friend. She's suddenly body conscious. And... You know, first Joe thinks that she's talking about herself 
because that's the classic like I have a friend thing. I mean, Lizzie's done that before. And Joe's like, oh my God, no, what? And Lizzie's like, mom, no, I'm talking about a friend. But then she immediately spills that it's Miranda. And Joe is like, Miranda? But like, Lizzie only has two friends. So who does Joe think that she's talking about? Um, I mean, it's <laughs> honestly more likely to be Gordo. And then Joe, again, is just very out of character. And she starts freaking out. It's just... Such a weird episode for Joe McGuire. Yeah, and um, Joe's solution is that uh, if things don't change in a few days, then Joe is going to sit down with Miranda and her mom, and they're going to talk about it. And Lizzie is glad that she takes after Joe, but then just totally ignores this and is like, no, I'm going to do what I'm going to do anyways. Forget your advice, Mom. Right, like why? <laughs> why is this scene even a thing? I don't know. I if, guess so Joe can freak out, you know? It's so random because you would think that that would be the resolution of this episode, right? I mean, either that or, like, that would happen in the middle of the episode and then a few days would happen and then Joe would sit down and talk to Miranda and her mom and then Miranda's mom would probably go into denial and be like, there's nothing, uh, there's nothing wrong with Miranda. And then Miranda would be like, why'd you tell your mom? Now we're not friends anymore. And then uh, the show ends. <laughs> but that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that's called, that's real life. That's happened. <laughs> and that is an actual story structure. Yeah. And like, also, why does Joe say if things don't change in a few days? Like, Miranda already passed out in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things have gotten really serious, Joe McGuire. Like, what else needs to happen? Yeah, she's not on the train. She's not getting an MVP. Oh no! Yeah, the train the train left Joe McGuire. Joe McGuire got to the the station and was like, uh, "Nope, not getting on that train." Nope. Which is sad because she's so close. So like, close. She's right there. All, yeah. All you have to do is just be like, "Yeah, let's sit down and have a conversation with Miranda and Miranda's mom." And uh, instead, she's like, "Nope. Let's just uh, let's see how let's see how this plays out." Yeah. So then we are at school and they are shooting their music video. You know, they're prepping. And at first I was a little bit confused by where we were in time, um, but it seems to be the next morning. So they're shooting this before school. And this is where we get something of an intervention. Love a good intervention. We going to play the clip? Yeah, let's, uh, let's take a listen. Miranda. You made it. I said I'd be here. Look, Lizzie filled me in on what happened, and I'm really sorry if what I said freaked you out. You know, the food comment, I totally didn't mean it. Whatever, Gordo. Are we gonna shoot this? Miranda, wait. Look, I'm really sorry about what happened at the mall. You're right. It's, it's your body, it's your life, and it's your business. But I, I guess I just said that stuff because... I really care about you, and you're scaring me. I am. You're scaring the both of us. I mean, what's going on? I don't know. It's like, all of a sudden, everything just feels out of control. I mean, my homework's piling up. My parents are talking to me about my future. I mean, things that used to feel so easy just now seem so hard. Well, call me blonde, but... 
what does all that have to do with losing weight? I guess eating is the only thing I have any control over. Like, all this other stuff just happens to me, but eating something I have a say in. But that's not true. But that's how it feels. Miranda, that's why you have us. I mean, all this stuff that you're talking about, all this pressure, I'm going through it too. Ditto. You know, what really helps me deal is you guys. And I know no matter what, you and Gordo are always going to be there for me. It doesn't ever feel like sometimes it's just too much. <laughs> Try every day. That's what we have each other for. I mean, no matter what, we're always going to be there for you. I just don't know what to say. Well, did you eat breakfast? No. Well, that's good, because uh, breakfast isn't our budget. Let's go. You guys? Thanks. Problem solved. I don't buy it. How is that? How could it possibly be solved? It just, it makes no sense. Miranda, I mean, honestly, when I listen to, if you just listen to Miranda, she sounds like almost, you know, like she's having suicidal thoughts. It's very dark. And uh, the fact that Lizzie and Gordo are like, oh, yeah, I go through that too. Yeah, no, I, uh, we know exactly how you feel. It doesn't sound like they do because they don't have, they, they are not the ones who are skipping out on meals and passing out. Like, I don't know if you really understand what Miranda is feeling right now. Yeah, the part where she's like, doesn't it ever feel like too much? And she sounds so sad. Yeah, it's like your friends can't fix your mental illness. And like we said before, this really doesn't resolve the body image thing. It's just like, uh, yeah, let's go get breakfast. Okay, thanks. Yeah, it turned an episode about body image into one about struggling with the pressures of growing up that's what it that's what it tried to do at least um which yeah. again i just think is super harmful because again for kids watching this who may be having similar feelings and going through what you know miranda is depicted as going through like one conversation with your friends isn't going to make it better yeah, and I guess to go back to what you were talking about at the beginning, this episode is called Inner Beauty. Body image and inner beauty are two different things. So I guess, you know, Matt McGuire's storyline is the more accurate depiction of inner beauty because even in the garbage, there is beauty on the inside. But, you know, that kind of lesson isn't really what we take out of the A story at all. It's more like... um you know, when you have tough times, your friends are there. Nothing really about inner beauty. There's nothing about like, oh, Miranda's such a good person. She's ugly on the outside, but it's fine because she's a good person. Like that's the, <laughs> like when you talk about inner beauty, that's what you're talking about. It doesn't really, I, I see what you mean now. It doesn't really apply. Thank you. Vindication. <laughs> I guess that I... gif of Holt <laughs> from Brooklyn. Vindication! Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it does apply to the Matt story. Yeah, and I think, I mean, I'm just going to take a wild guess that that is going to be reflected in the MVPs. Yeah, and we go back to Matt here because his real masterpiece is for is on display right now, and he's going to show Sam and Joe his teacher's right. He has a gift, and uh, the masterpiece is, wait for it, Sam McGuire's car. 
Yeah. My car. <laughs> <gasps> yeah. Honestly, this might be a hot take, but I think the car looks great. I feel like that is a hot <laughs> <laughs> He did a good job. That is a hot take. Uh, <laughs> when I see that car, I just think... Uh, like that car is the visual representation of the Cars for Kids song, and I can't do it. I can't. I can't look at it. One eight seven. No, seven stop it. We are not. Kids. No, this podcast is in no way affiliated with Cars <laughs> for Kids. Get that out of here. No, 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 no. You are about as not okay as Sam McGuire is <laughs> with his car being painted. But you know what? Um, the silver lining is that, hey, you can't see the tent where I guess Sam McGuire ran into his own mailbox anymore. <laughs> True. Yeah. And they tell Matt to keep it to a canvas, to that, which- What? A canvas? No. Did you clip this? I didn't clip it. I should uh, have. He says, I can't contain myself to a mere piece of paper. Where's the challenge? <laughs> <laughs> Thus wraps up another- Matt McGuire story. And now we have to wrap up this mess of an A story with the weirdest music video I think I've ever seen. What is the story? What is the music? What is the music? (laughs) Where did they get this? Gordo heard this song and was like, I have the perfect idea (laughs) for what to do with this song. He's a visionary. Detention. Yeah. So yeah, they start off in detention but they're static over a walkie-talkie that for some reason Lizzie has. And so she's like, yeah, no, that's perfect. And then she and Miranda start to dance. And then they dress up the teacher who is, uh, you know, watching over them in detention. They're also the only two people in detention, by the way. But they dress him up, they give him a briefcase, and then they escape. And then they litter, and now they're dancing. And then the teacher suddenly knows the choreography, and now they're all dancing. And then there's two of Lizzie and two of Miranda. And then Lizzie's doing flips. There was no story, really. And it it was bad. It wasn't dancing so much as running around, littering, and flipping. Yeah, it was not a good music video. Uh, Gordo, stick to documentary. Yes. Though, what were those crazy special effects? I mean, it was just a mirror effect, right? Yeah. So basically... Miranda and Lizzie were dancing on the left side and then they just mirrored it. So they were also appearing on the right side. Yeah. But yes. So they're watching it. Um, Lizzie and Miranda, you know, tell Gordo it's great. And Miranda is like, I looked, oh my God, I looked amazing. Again, just like totally trivializing the premise of this episode. I am upset. I mean, that's the Miranda that we know. That is the Miranda that we know, but like it's not the Miranda that we got for the last 20 minutes. I mean, the Miranda we got for the first 20 minutes was violin prodigy Miranda. So much pressure uh, trying to be a violin violin prodigy. Didn't even mention the violin as part of the pressure. I know. And also, you know, she just needs to be the perfect girlfriend to Cody Pearson. It's all just (laughs) piling up. You have mentioned Cody Pearson twice in this episode. Cody Pearson is a big deal. I don't know if you know this, but he is a hunk. He is a dreamboat, Cody Pearson. A heartthrob. A A hottie. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, and that about wraps up season two, episode 16, Inner Beauty, was not beautiful to me. Me either. I don't know what else we can say that we haven't already said, but yeah, this goes well to the bottom and i think that 
it's mostly because the writers just, it feels like they didn't give this topic the attention that it requires. And they just kind of were like, oh, 20 minutes is up. I guess that's the story, which works when it's like a light and trivial episode. But when you're dealing with something very serious and it's not resolved, it's kind of like, well, why did you do that? Yeah, I just think that Lizzie McGuire, it's, you know, it's not Degrassi. It's not supposed to be an issues show. And they, you know, tried to tackle a hefty topic in this episode. I think they probably received a lot of um, notes and pushback from the network. And I'm honestly, quite frankly, surprised that the network even let them go there. But overall, it just completely missed the mark. And that's not even taking into account, like, we often look at these episodes and say, you know, that didn't really age well. But like, this was, I'm not even talking about that. Like, I just think it was harmful for its time also. I agree. Yeah. We can close the book on this episode and never speak of it again. Correct. Which we are also about to close the book on Miranda. Oh, geez. Well- <laughs> Sorry, that came out darker than I meant it to. I just mean we're getting to the weird part where she's going to start disappearing. Oh, well. And reappearing. She's okay. She's just Is she okay? I mean, did we not just see this episode? Like, should we should be concerned when she doesn't appear. And even more concerned when Lizzie and Gordo seem to not have an issue with that. <sighs> Bad friends. If we're going off of your conspiracy, maybe this all really did happen to Lizzie. I mean, I think it did. And she just dissociated into Miranda (laughs) in this moment. That would be wild. Okay. I am ready to stop talking about eating disorders and Lizzie McGuire. And I think I came into this episode with a little bit of trepidation because it is, it's a hard thing to talk about. It's a hard thing to articulate because these issues are still so pervasive. And, you know, I think they touch every person one way or another. So I never wanted to seem like we in our conversations about this are trivializing these issues. And I hope it didn't, you know, come across that way. And I would also say that there will be resources in the notes for this episode on these topics. But yeah, I guess we have to talk about some outfits. I think we like just want to be done, but we do. I mean, there were at least some Uh, entertaining outfits in this episode that we can talk about so obviously they're rehearsing in the beginning and some kind of familiar looks although i lizzie never struck me as a scorpion girl is this like bad girl mcguire returning i don't know i mean there's some it looks like there's some like rhinestones in the scorpio which kind of detracts from the The scorpio it's a scorpion (laughs) (laughs) Miranda's shirt, it's like a camo kind of looking shirt. Maybe it's not camo, like a green tie-dye shirt. But like, what is on the front? <laughs> is that a clown? No, it doesn't look like a clown. It looks like, um, uh, I don't know, like a creepy doll. I don't know. I don't know. It's very creepy. I don't Do you like notice it. that American flag belt buckle? Oh my God, the more we talk about Miranda's Americana aesthetic, are, the more I despise it. Are you keeping count? So that's one. That we got from Miranda here, yeah. one American flag. Obviously, we talked a little bit about Matt's beret already. Oh, it's a lady. It's a lady 
like a lady marine. Yeah, but like a creepy looking one. Like that's not a real person. True. No one's face looks like that. True. Yeah. She's got the Tiffany bracelet to match Lizzie's Tiffany necklace. Uh, Question. Here we are looking at the mantle, and I don't see Sam McGuire's Walter Payton football anywhere. You know, this could have happened before <laughs> that episode. But I thought the... It was the, always there. Yeah, I thought it had a permanent uh, home on the mantle. Good eye, good eye. All right, Random. so then, yeah, then we go to school. It's heart and pants are back, and Lizzie is a member of the Red Cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gordo looks like Gordo. His shirt fits him a little better, though. Yeah. Like, that's a shirt that actually fits him. I think he's hitting puberty, so I think he's growing into his clothes. Good for you, Gordo. Good for you. Did you know Miranda is a rebel? American flag necklace. (laughs) She is an American rebel. Was that absent from the scene before? No, she was just, it looks like she was just covering it with her notebook. Okay. Um, All right, so we get several uh, Matt McGuire as an artist looks here. So here is artist at work. He has a second beret. This one is red. Did you like when they did the effect of like the splatter painting against the camera lens? Not especially. How did you feel about it? I mean, it was interesting. Obviously, it's not on the camera lens. It looks like they maybe put up a plate of glass um, and then had him just splatter against that. Yeah, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't very visually interesting to me. I don't know. I'm not a fan of splatter paintings. I don't really understand them or why they're art. What are you talking (laughs) about? He has a gift. No, I just I mean, in general, like. I don't understand splatter paintings. I don't understand art in general, <laughs> so like visual art. Let's talk about this. What is Lizzie doing here? With her look? Yeah. Is she wearing a do-rag? Yes. We've seen that specific collar from her before. Not great. Not a great look. No, not a fan. When uh, when Matt goes out into the world as an artist, he has a purple beret. <laughs> And like an oversized dark wash jean jacket. Yeah. It's also, I just noticed this. So Lanny seems to have collected a pair of clown shoes. (laughs) (laughs) Got some clown shoes. We got some pom-poms. We got, is that like a trombone or a tuba? Uh, It's hard to tell. Uh, I did like this shirt from Miranda. It's like a word search. Uh, It is a little weird that all of the words are boys' names. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) seeing that now. So I see a Dylan, I see an Oliver. Will. Will. Uh, I see a Nick. Uh, it's interesting. It's an interesting shirt, though. It is an interesting shirt. Um, and we've definitely seen that shirt on Lizzie before, right? I don't know. I don't know that I've seen this before. Rock on, channel 65. I feel like we have. Uh, it's not really striking anything for me. I also would like to note her sort of like crocheted crossbody. Mm. Um very memorable for the era the music video looks yes uh so lizzie is dark and miranda is light Mm -hmm. and they have rhinestone necklaces with their initials on them yeah studded shoulders on lizzie yeah i guess just to go back to the music video i don't understand what the point of the music video is like why are you making this it's not like you are trying to tell a story um, or enter into any sort of competition. Yeah, but I feel like even to enter into a competition, you would A, have to do something that no one's ever seen before, or B, at least have a compelling story. And this does neither um, because this is just like generic, oh, I saw a Britney music video once. Let me try to do that. Pretty much. Yeah. 
So I just don't understand. There's a lot I don't understand. I'm sure that uh, Andy loved it, though. For sure. And then, um, Marissa, would you do flips in this outfit that Lizzie is wearing? I mean, it's definitely a bold choice. I would also like to note that their hair is entirely different. As are, am I, I'm trying to decipher, are there outfits? Is Lizzie in that skirt earlier? Yeah, no, she, she is. she is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Lizzie really flips around. And that is a, you know, a fun fact about the show is that Hillary did all of her own stunts. She has a gymnastics background. So that was her. Mm, so fun. Uh, and Miranda stars on the pants. Who is this teacher? And uh, why isn't it Mr. Dig? <laughs> I don't, you think Mr. Dig can pull off these moves? This just felt so random. <laughs> Mr. Dig can't dance like this. Didn't you see Mr. Dig dance? He had technique. No. Oh, in gym class? Yeah. Yeah, but, you know, maybe he's more, like, classically trained, and we really need someone, like, loose and, 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 uh, and hip-hop. Loose and hip hop. Yes, I don't. I don't know dance terms. Another tartan hat. So we had two tartan and two American flag appearances in this episode. Yes. And finally, it is time to talk about MVP. Now, for me, it's a clear choice. Yeah, who is your clear choice? My MVP in this episode is Matt McGuire. Yeah. Yeah, he's an artist. He's passionate. He is more representative of the concept of inner beauty than anything that's going on in the A story. Yeah, I'm all about, I'm all in on Matt McGuire. He had three excellent berets. He had a gift and he explored it. He can't be contained. I definitely agree that Matt McGuire uh, exhibits some real talent in this episode, but I cannot in good conscience give this MVP to Matt McGuire because I have somebody else in mind. Who do you have in mind? Behind every great artist is a great assistant. <laughs> and in this episode, I feel like there is one assistant in particular who really is deserving of the MVP award here. And that is, of course, Lanny Onassis. Just hear me out here. So Matt McGuire obviously has the eye, but he doesn't really have the practical eye. For example, who is the person who is like Matt McGuire? You really need to go out and see the world. You need to go and get things to inspire you. It's Lanny. And you know who's really supportive when uh, Sam and Joe are kind of like, oh, yeah, you're so good, uh, but also we can't really condone all of the things that you're doing? No, Lanny stands by Matt the entire time, A-plus assistant work, and uh, for that reason, Lanny is going to get my MVP this week. Without Lanny, is Matt McGuire the artist that he is? I can't say yes. I respect that choice. Yeah. I think that's fair. I think that Matt and Lanny were the only redeemable parts of this episode. So I think we did good in yes. our selection. Yes, I yes, I agree. So I think that that is a wrap. I am certainly ready to put this episode behind us. Yeah. Um, so is Miranda, apparently, if she never comes back. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's not gone quite yet. But yeah, that was our recap of Lizzie McGuire season two, episode 16, Inner Beauty. As always, you can follow us at Outfit Repeat Pod on Twitter or email us comments and questions at Outfit Repeaters Podcast at gmail.com. If you like what you heard today, you can find all of our episodes on our website, www.paginatedmedia.com slash outfit repeaters. 
Uh, they're also available on any platform where podcasts are available. And coming up here on Paginated Media, every Thursday, there is a new episode of Crowning Around. Uh, if, I feel like this is like the fourth or fifth time I've mentioned Crowning Around, but that is our unofficial uh, crown recap podcast where myself, Ivan Vukovic, and Carlin Greenwald attempt to learn about the royal family through the events of the crown. Yeah, and then Tuesday, Marissa and I will be back. Yes, and we'll be back with Lizzie McGuire, Season 2, Episode 17, Moving On Up, Not to the East Side. <laughs> to the West Side. To high school. To high school? Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs>